rest of the crew here in about uh, four seconds. Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. I think we might have figured, Travis, I think we might have figured out what's what's going on with that little uh, software computer deal of yours there. Because uh, uh, our buddy Michael Fultz just popped in here. He's like, I think the Internet might not be work- might not be connected on that little computer that runs the software. Because, you know, we got multiple computers in here. And so after that power outage yesterday... Stuff's wonking. It's funny how one stinking little thing over here can affect a lot of big stinking things over here. But but Travis, it looks like your uh, your uh, Zeta computer doesn't have internet right now. So uh, anyway, but uh, and and now it sounds like an easy fix. Well, just take the internet that's going to that computer into that one. Yeah, but we got you got you know software security issues, so you don't want to just. Always best to just call an engineer. <laughs> what might seem like a simple fix eh, might be a little bit more intricate. And sometimes it's probably better to just call a lawyer, too, instead of uh, deal with a fight on your own. Speaking of lawyers, we got a great one in the house with us right now. Manhattan, Montana's own David Noble. Uh, David, great to see you. Great to be here. Phone lines are messed up, you know. But, you know, you know how it goes. I mean, you're a guy, you talk for like three, four hours on your Twitch TV podcast, and you just take messages, and and you have a great old time. The phone calls, though, you would agree, that's the best part of a show like this. But but if we if the phone lines ain't working, man, we, we can still make it work. We we can we can go on and on and on, can't we? Well, sometimes there's so many phone calls you can't get to all the messages. So maybe we can get to all the messages. That's there. right. Yeah, because sometimes you start taking phone calls and then you're yapping and you're like, man, I just had like six great messages on our Montana Talks app that I didn't even get a chance to get to. In fact, one of them, uh, this came in, this came in yesterday. I missed it. Uh, this was from Jay in Billings. In one of the strangest elections in recent in recent times, candidate Nikki Haley on February 6th technically lost to none of those candidates in Nevada's Republican primary. LOL. She is destroying her own future of any public service career, except maybe becoming a CNN news analyst. But yeah. Technically, the primary wasn't the official deal. It's the Republican caucus in Nevada that's coming up. That's the real deal. But Trump's going to win that one. But, yeah, she lost this this little primary to none of the above. She got beat, <laughs> defeated by none of the above in the Nevada primary. I saw that. This is just Ouch. so – it's just so weird what's going on with all – like with the, with the Republican – or the Republican and Democrat primary and caucuses. Like in New Hampshire, uh, the Democrats – technically had a primary but their delegates weren't going to count because they jumped the dnc rules and so then you had people having to write in uh joe biden's name in new hampshire just just weird kind of stuff like of course joe biden made south carolina the first state in the the democrat primary calendar because that was the state that saved him in 2020 after he had lost iowa and new hampshire that's right and then and then everybody drops out everybody dropped out at the last second everybody endorsed him and then it was that jim clyburn endorsed uh joe biden right before the south carolina primary back in 2020, 2020 yeah it, well and it was it was black voters in south carolina uh that that probably saved joe biden's candidacy back then but ironically enough even even though he is uh pandering to south carolina right now Black voters are bailing on Biden. They said, we're broke with Biden. We had money with Trump. Right. Uh, all right. Normally, we so our app listeners are, are going to get tossed to a break here in about seven seconds. Uh, but for our over-the-air listeners, uh, there will not be a, a break. So uh, we'll keep yapping here with David if we can here. All right. The app listeners are on the break. So just to just to have some fun with our buddy Tim from Savage. 
he's not even going to get to hear this next three minutes. So we, we should, like, deliver the best thing we could deliver all day right now. And then we can tell Tim, Tim, I'm sorry you missed it, man. Uh, but, man, David Noble just had the most brilliant thing he just said, and I'm not going to tell you what it was. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, man. No, actually, it's kind of funny. So, you, you know, we, we try to multitask during these normal commercial breaks or news while the news and the weather's playing. We're, like, in one ear kind of listening to what the news is saying. But then on, on the other hand, you and I are just BSing about other stuff during the breaks. And, and so sometimes we have such great conversations during these breaks that we're like, okay, we got to go back to this after the break here. That's what, that's what always happens. Frankly, I always like the idea of trying to do show prep during the breaks and trying to read news articles. But a lot of the times it's just, uh, it's just too much effort to really put in after you, you just kind of need a little break yourself. He's ruining your career by running for president. And it's just like, wait, okay, so we're not... It's this whole notion that we were kind of talking about last week about how, like, it's it's okay to have a primary and it's okay for people to run for office. This idea that, like, we're going to dis- we're gonna destroy her because she decided to run for office. I mean, well, she can run. Well, <laughs> and just this whole, you know, I think the term rhino gets way overused. It is so abused. And that's part of why Republicans have a heart by the base. All right, now we're coming back out. Tim and Savage, if you're listening on the Montana Talks app, man, David Noble just said the most brilliant thing I think I've I've ever heard. And you missed it, man. Sorry. Uh, But for the folks listening on that old school, traditional, over-the-air radio stations in Billings and Bozeman, they they heard it all. And they heard it. It was absolutely brilliant. (laughs) All right. right. Uh, Let's see. Okay, this actually ties in with with what David and I were were chatting about off-air. So um, so I had a a message last night from Marge in Gallatin Gateway. Um, David, I don't know if you saw this story, but um, former former Montana Congressman Denny Reberg says he is now seriously considering – jumping into that uh, eastern Montana congressional district race. He represented the entire state for 12 years as the lone member of the U.S. House of Representatives. And uh, and I've seen polling that shows him with a big lead if he does jump in the race. But anyway, um, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Marge in Gallatin Gateway, seems Denny Reberg is a rhino Republican. And I'm like, no, Denny, Denny's a solid conservative. Now, now, is he the, the Tea Party activist that maybe you know, some of you might have wanted him to be? Uh, probably not. But, like, he was a solid conservative voting against Obamacare while liberals like John Tester were the deciding vote for Obamacare. So, so again, maybe he's not as brash as you want him to be, but he's not a rhino. Yeah, I mean, he right. is a conservative. Yeah. Right. Well, wouldn't that be funny if, if Brad Johnson – won the the senate seat and then 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 denny reberg won this one and it's like here we are like what year is it we've got brad, brad johnson and denny reberg yeah no i oh, i'll tell you denny uh denny's a great guy and uh you know he knows how to deliver for montana but man it, just imagine if you're one of these other you know because you and i know it there's over a like a dozen republicans that want to throw their hat into the ring uh, if Rosendale decides to to run for the Senate, and so, but I mean, Denny Reber, I, I, the the whole reason his came, his name came up was because apparently somebody was doing a poll. What was it last week? And Denny Reberg's name was in the poll, so it started all this speculation. Wait, why is why is Denny Reberg's name being included in this poll? They wouldn't be putting his name out there to see what his numbers look like if if he wasn't. Well, I mean, they they might do it anyway. 
Um, but typically, like if they're going to throw somebody's name on a poll, it's because that person is either thinking of running or somebody wants to encourage them to run. Right. Uh, so let's see. What did Denny tell me? I've got it on our Montana Talks website. I forgot to print up our, our Montana Talks stories this morning because we got so busy. But he says, uh, yes, he is uh, considering it. Quote, it's been humbling to have so many folks reach out and encourage me to look at the race. Jan and I are thinking about it and hope to soon decide if this is the right thing for us to do. He added this. What I do know is we have an inept president, an open border with fentanyl flooding our communities and out of control spending in D.C. Something has to be done. We need leadership. So that that was the, the full quote that Denny sent me yesterday. And I'd been meaning to reach out to him, but it's just like, oh, you know, you just get so busy. But then when Politico had this headline. Former GOP representative Mulling comeback bid in Montana. I was like, ah, better better ask Danny what he's thinking. So, hey, did you ever, did you hear this story from from KBZK in Bozeman about the fourth wrong way driving arrest um, on I ninety between Bozeman and Three Forks? The fourth w- wrong way driver uh, just recently uh, arrested. This story from KBZK yesterday. Did you hear this? So, uh, so I saw. I did. Oh, wait, another wrong way driver. Okay, so there's two different stories here. So there's, uh, you know, I didn't see, but but give us the story on this specific so, headline. Because right, yeah. I'm not sure if this is the case th- that I'm thinking of or if this is a completely new one. So this is a KBZK story from yesterday. Fourth wrong way driver within three months arrested on interstate between Three Forks and Bozeman by Cassidy Powers. Another alleged wrong way driver arrested on Saturday heading eastbound on I-90 in the westbound lanes near Manhattan. The fourth such incident. And then and then this is the guy's name, okay? I was um, going to say, you pronounce this one because yeah. usually Amilcar- I'm okay with pronunciations. I don't even know if I can pronounce this one here. I, I'm pretty good, too. I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's a Milkar, a Jivanak, Quiche. Or Keche. Or Keche, but one of the two. Or Cheke. Or- you, you know what that is, though, is... Um, the the Quechua people of Ecuador is one of the big one of the big um, oh, ethnicities down in Ecuador. Yeah, yeah and, and Quechua Quechua is a language and I think a, a tribe or ethnicity, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that my guess is he's he's from South America. I'm so guessing. that's your guess is this guy's probably uh, Ecuadorian. Although huh. it kind of kind of sounds Eastern European too. Yeah, a Milcar um, a Jivanak Keshe. Yeah, that, the middle one almost sounds like like. Uh, you know, to quote a Toby Keith song, Uzbekistan or maybe Turkmenistan. I don't know. Maybe one of the stands. I don't know. Uh, a meal car, though, that sounds like, uh, you yeah. know, the freight trains of illegals coming across our southern border. Well, one of the, the meal car right now. Well, one of his uh, one of the funny comments on the on the Facebook post is uh, uh, says from his name. I'm sure he's a local. Somebody said. <laughs> but yeah, remember, <laughs> November and December, we had two wrong way drivers on the interstate. That uh, that were busted for basically under, dr- drunk driving, probably some other drugs in there too. Two illegal aliens, two separate incidents, wrong way driving on the interstate. Um, apparently, they don't understand English when the sign says wrong way. Right. And now, I mean, we we don't know the citizenship status of or the migra- the migration status of this guy, according to this report here. Uh, so what we have to do, apparently, now is go back to the sheriff or the Gallatin County attorney and say, hey, is this guy on an ice hold? Um, but there was another wrong way driver that tragically killed a young a young mom right before her, her baby's first birthday. Uh, I don't know if an arrest has been made yet. I haven't seen anything that says an arrest has been made yet. But the Montana Highway Patrol, KBZK did report yesterday, has now forwarded 
they, they've, they've finally completed their investigation and have gotten the toxicology reports. They have forwarded that information to the Gallatin County Attorney's Office. I haven't heard word of an arrest or charges being filed yet, but uh, apparently the, the driver in that other wrong way driving incident uh, it was just released from the hospital as well, and now the investigation is wrapped up because a lot of people were wondering if that was an illegal as well. All right, our app listeners got to cut to a break, so uh, so uh, we're going to cut to some some. Actually, Travis keep traveling, and then you'd go to a cool place and be you know you know like okay, you go to the embassy, okay, great, all right, but you know you didn't get to get out there really out in the sticks. Uh, for me at least, some guys you know get get those cool opportunities where they're way out in the middle of nowhere and things like that, but mostly it was. Like oh great I'm in Iraq or Afghanistan and, and uh, you know but but so you know having no, got to do the real world travel of like man I'm in I'm in the rainforest and I'm just cruising around you know what I mean that'd be a ton of fun. Well and and, and the way I like to travel too is just like you just kind of show up honestly so you can you can pre book like a like a tour to the Amazon rainforest and and stays at a lodge and all of this other stuff pre, you know in advance and that's all fine and dandy. There would have been no way for for us to have booked this thing in advance because it was it was literally like a little tourist destination that was just kind of getting started and getting off the ground. And so for to, to show up in the country without any plans or reservations and go start talking to people, that's oftentimes it's oftentimes like the most stressful way to do it. But it's oftentimes the best way to get like the best trip, the best deal, the best tour guide. All of that kind of stuff, and frankly, it's also it's also got the most adventure. But I feel real blessed to have traveled, just because it's expensive to travel and it's difficult to do it, and yeah. a lot of people don't get the chance. And so I I really am no, that's awesome. That fact. That's that's really cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, in about ten seconds, I some of our app listeners may actually be be hearing most of these conversations, so that's cool to hear. But but either way, I think we're out in three seconds. Stand by. Aaron Flint here with Montana Talk. Some of our listeners may be rejoining us right now. If your uh, normal uh, breaks were firing there, some of you, I think, on the app, it, how much of that Ecuador conversation did you still hear? Did you hear hear that entire Ecuador conversation? David Noble and I uninterrupted, or or did the app uh, breaks cut, cut cut us off at some point? Uh, Tim and Savage said he heard at least part of what we were saying earlier, so, cool. so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I have a woke update some here, uh, somewhere here, David. Uh, and I've got one too. Well, okay, what's your woke update of the week? Because I can't remember which which one I was thinking about. <laughs> okay, here's one from Fox News: Students at California school struggling after two hundred fifty thousand dollars in federal funds spent on woke kindergarten program. And woke kindergarten is actually an official name of a business. <laughs> Uh, the, these these officials in the San Francisco Bay Area hired this company called Woke Kindergarten to train teachers. The school spent two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars in federal funds, and uh, guess what happened? They had a four percent drop in uh, test scores. Um, only twelve percent of their students can read at grade level. Under four percent of their students are proficient in math. Um, and they were they're spending two hundred fifty thousand dollars on woke kindergarten, and this is what this is what woke kindergarten is all about. Okay, we are in favor one hundred percent of abolishing systems of oppression where they hold our students back. What I do believe is we should pick providers based on their work and how effective they are. Woke kindergarten describes itself as supporting children, families, educators, and organizations in their commitment to abolitionist early education and pro black and queer and trans liberation. 
Man, <laughs> that's crazy. So, so uh, abolitionist All early in kindergarten. Education. I mean, yeah, right. How many of our listeners were like, <laughs> I don't even understand what that gobbledygook just said, let alone what some kindergarten might be taken away from it. You know? <laughs> right. But what I'm wondering is, is what's the difference between abolitionist early education and and I guess non-abolitionist early education. I mean that that's the question I've got. I, I just don't know what that is. Abolitionist early education. Yeah. Uh, so folks, our our phone lines after yesterday's power outage are are still a little wonky, um, but we can call you. Uh, so message us on the Montana Talks app your phone number, and and Travis, our producer, will call you or email him at travis.lee at townsquaremedia.com, and we can hear you. We got some messages coming in on the app here as well. Shane and East Helena talking about the illegal uh, aliens. These are actual military men walking across the border, not just military-aged men. These people have been trained for military combat. I, 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 I there's you can't say he's wrong uh, about now not all of them of course but you can't say he's wrong why wouldn't a foreign military take advantage of this golden opportunity that Joe Biden and John Tester have handed to them in, with this wide open border for sure for sure i mean it reminds me of that there's a big wall street journal story about uh, these these chinese quote unquote tourists who were walking on to us military bases and then they would get caught and they would they would say, oh, so I'm lost. I'm a, I'm a tourist and I'm lost or whatever. And the it, it started ha- it was happening so often, and and the basically the U.S. government eventually realized like, wow, actually these are Chinese Communist Party military members, intelligence agents, whatever you want to call them, who were basically just testing what happens when you just mosey onto a U.S. base. And then when they got caught, they say, oh, oh, I'm just I'm just a tourist. Yeah. And it's yeah. the same with this stuff. It's like you, you, you talk to these migrants or, or catch them, whatever. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm just here for a better job. I just want a better job. And it's like, no, actually, you're an intelligence agent for the CCP. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right on. John has a question for us here. What do you boys think about rank choice voting? I think it's rank. I think it stinks to high heaven. What do you think? I'm against it. Yeah. Rank choice voting, it's, again, they're trying to confuse people with gobbledygook. Well, vote. Uh, this person's number one. This is two. This is three. But if your number one doesn't make it, then then we're going to tally the at. It's like, what is this, some, like, balderdash board game? What What are you doing here? Just Right. Like, why do they keep trying to confuse elections? Well, we know the answer to that. But. Yeah, well, I think the reason that the left is pushing ranked choice voting is that they, they think that the upshot is you get more you get more leftists, you get more Democrats. Mm-hmm. That's why they like it. Yeah, to confuse the, confuse the system, confuse the process. Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, man, there's a ton of, ton of things to talk about here. Oh, I remembered what my woke update was, although I can't remember. I thought I printed up this story. I think it was a dailywire.com piece. Let me scan it real real quick here. But this is, I think, a funny woke update for you here. So um, I, I got to see who it is. I think it's it's a Democrat mayor, uh, and everything's going wrong in this city. But she is now saying, I'm a black woman. You can't criticize me. I'm a black woman. Now, Now, here's the thing. She's not saying that to two white people. She's not talking to Karen uh, or David or, you know, she's saying that to black voters in her city. You can't criticize. Oh, there it is. Travis has got it for us here. I thought she was talking to the the other like the black city council members. And she was like, she's like, y'all black. 
y'all black and you sitting up here criticizing a black woman who's in power? Mayor, Is that the one? Mayor Tiffany Henyard yes. of Dalton, Illinois, scolded critics of her tenure in office during a Monday meeting, claiming they were attacking a black woman. You all are black. Besieged Democrat mayor scolds critics for attacking a black woman that's in power. So now, apparently, even if you're black, you can't criticize a black mayor because that, you know, I mean, does it get any more woke than that right now? <laughs> no, it doesn't. And just pure straight up racist as well. But the, the, the worst, I mean, she, she, she was spending like $10,000 on fancy hotels on these trips using city funds that nobody knew what the purpose of the trip was. Oh, and that's then, her. That's and, right. Yeah. yeah. I thought her face looked familiar. Yeah. And then she was like basically saying we're out of funds for like actually important city functions. They, they didn't have any money for it. And she wouldn't disclose and she wasn't disclosing where money was being sent and all of this other stuff. It's like, huh, interesting. That story. real interesting. The similarities between that story and uh, what's going on in Georgia with Fannie Willis. Yeah. Well, in fact, that was another story I've, I've had in front of me for a couple of days here. Embattled D.A. Fannie Willis faces fourth accusation to disqualify her from the Trump case. So Fannie Willis finally came out and admitted that she's having a relationship with the guy she gave nearly three quarters of a million dollars of taxpayer funds to to persecute Trump. And then he took her on fancy vacations with that same, right. you know, nearly right. three quarters of a million dollars. And then and then when she she was asked or she she brought up like why why this guy had been paid so much more than really any other attorneys. And her her response is, well, he worked a lot more. That's why he got paid more. And then she goes to the black church in in Georgia and says, it's just because I'm black. That's why they're attacking me. I mean, come on. The misuse, uh, I, I mean, I don't know what are these people thinking if they can just, they think that now that they're in power, they can spend they can spend public funds on, on whatever the heck they want. Nobody can ever question them. Like, is that their thinking here or what? Oh, I think their thinking is we're Democrats. We get to do whatever we want. And we've got a media that will never hold us accountable. And the rest of you can just shut the heck up. And we don't have to worry about it because they're so, you know, uh, what's what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, just like not just emboldened, but they are just so callous. I, you, you probably know the right word I'm thinking of here, where where they think they can just get away with it because the media is never going to hold them. The system's never going to hold them accountable. Yeah, and and they, I guess they've probably seen their predecessors get away with it, and so they think they can too. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that was a DailyCaller.com story here about the mayor in Illinois. You all are black. You can't attack me. <laughs> Good night. Uh, let's she didn't, see. She didn't say you all are black. She said y'all black. Yeah, it was y'all. Y'all. Y'all black. And yeah. no no R. No in the, R. In the southern city of Dalton, Illinois, or if I pronounced that right there, is it Dalton or Dalton? No. I don't know. No clue. It's like Joliet, Montana. It's Joliet in Illinois, but it's Joliet, Montana. So I don't oh, know yeah. if it's Dalton or Dalton, yeah. but just, just like, like I don't know if it's Keche or, you know, <laughs> Keche or. Right. Keish or whatever, but uh, well, I like the I like the I like the, the is it Cairo in uh, Ohio or what? Oh yeah, instead of Cairo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sydney with an I instead yeah. of Sydney with a Y. See, in in, in Hav or how do they even what is? I, I only know Haver. I don't know the French version. How do they actually pronounce it in French? I see. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just prefer pronouncing it the way I was, that we pronounce it in here here in Montana, regardless of what anybody else says. It's like no, this is how we pronounce it. Oh man, I got uh, <laughs> one time I was I was writing up a document about Colombia, you know, the country of Colombia. And 
I kept putting, I kept spelling it like like uh, Columbia Falls, Montana. Well, that's because I'm so used to Columbia Falls, Montana. They didn't want I'm talking about Colombia. I put a stick in you in there, so I was like, ah, oh, dang, that was embarrassing. But uh, you know, it's a Montana first, man. You yeah. know, it, no. see, in 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 uh, the Yellen Valley, we just we just stick to the regular. Town, town names and pronunciations like Manhattan. It's so funny. So Manhattan is it comes from Manhattan. Amsterdam comes from Amsterdam. Belgrade. A lot of Dutch folks there. Well, yeah, and then Belgrade is the capital of Serbia. And I'm like, do we have any town names here in the valley that aren't from like some other town? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, in about 15 seconds, the app folks may be on a break. Uh, our, our Bozeman friends may be on a break. I, I just don't know. But, uh, David, if you want to keep yapping, we can keep yapping uh, for, for anybody that is still hearing us. You want to just keep yapping here? Sure. All right. What the heck? All right. Uh, so I'll pause for a second here. And we'll keep yapping. What the heck? We we got a lawyer in the house. We're going to use every every minute of his time that we can use here on the show. Okay. So um, this is kind of a random message that came in from Frank Uh this came in yesterday around noon. Uh, how many people are receiving this so-called American Community Survey? I cannot believe how intrusive this survey is. Why do they need all the personal information about you and what you own? It seems to me this is nothing more than a further attempt to monitor our willingness to obey Big Brother. Any comments? Is this part of the census where they also send out other stuff throughout the year like this America? I'm that's what it sounds like. That's what I think. I'd have to search, but I think that that's what it is. But uh, maybe, I mean, maybe other get, folks got it, you know. I'll get text messages asking for, for me to take a poll and things like that and I'd never click on it because how, how do you know if it's legit or not? And how do you know if it's a, it's a spam? And yet even, even with all of the illegal aliens pouring into places like California, they still can't even keep their congressional seats because so many other people are leaving the state. Yeah. I got another woke update uh, candidate here uh, from the Media Research Center. Let's go to Tim and Billings on the phone lines. We call you. Message Travis with your phone number and we'll call you because our phone lines are still a little wonky. Tim, what's going on? Good morning, gentlemen. Um, so have you ever seen on social media the various sites? All right, Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. I, I think most folks got to hear that that phone call from Tim and Billings. But for those who didn't, he made a great point. Uh, I, I've seen news reports where they talk about how Nancy Pelosi continues to defy the odds and perform very well with her stock portfolio. Uh, you know, she's beating the average. I mean... I don't know if she'd do as well in Vegas because she doesn't have control over sports, but by golly, she has control over a lot of policies, and for some reason, she's able to to beat the, the odds when it comes to the stock market. I, w I was thinking about this, David. I wonder if, if like you or I, because I know some great financial advisors here in Montana. I mean, there, there, there's some some great financial advisors here. So many of them. I don't want to just say one because then I, I I know at least four or five of them and I, I don't want to offend the other ones. But well, actually, I don't care if I offend them, whatever. If they take themselves that seriously, then that's all right. Uh, but 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 my question to them would be, hey, guys, can can I just take my 401k and can you just have, make my 401k do whatever Nancy Pelosi's stock portfolio is doing and right. uh, well, I might be able to go to Ecuador with you on a trip <laughs> one of these days. <laughs> well, no kidding. I thought correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't a bunch of didn't a bunch of politicians a couple of years ago claim that they passed a new law to prevent this? 
Well, and, and the rub was, yeah, because actually, because Senator Steve Daines was one of them who was saying, look, we have to stop this uh, and, and we have to put a halt to it. Uh, and then some of them, they have it in like a blind uh, deal. Like I know when, when Gianforte was in Congress, like whatever his, you know, 401k, et cetera, it was, it was in a blind setup to where he didn't know what and, and wasn't calling the shots on the day-to-day right. stuff that was happening, right? Um, it, it's just like – uh, you could be a school teacher and you could have a 401k and you might have a Russian investment or a Chinese investment and you don't even know a thing about it because you don't manage that. It's just in your 401k or whatever. But but by golly, if you ran for Congress, they'd be like, David Noble invested in a <laughs> Chinese company. Right. right. You know. Meanwhile, meanwhile, all you've got is like the emerging markets ETF. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, emerging markets mutual funds. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, uh, so what's crazy, too, about it is is so I first of all, I thought it was already sort of like ta- t- taken care of it. Apparently not. Maybe what they did is pass like disclosure rules to where now now we can see it. But what's, that's why we're finding out. more yeah, about it. But now. I wonder how quickly it is. So like if because it might it may be like Nancy Pelosi might buy a stock, but she may not have to file a disclosure to where we hear about it for a week or two. Weeks. I don't know what it is. But usually by that time, it's probably too late yeah, for us too to late, take yeah. advantage of it. Well, that's why that's why Chuck Schumer wants to get the bill done by Wednesday instead of uh, you know <laughs> a week from Wednesday because you know he, he, he then then it takes a little while for the disclosures to catch up, right? Right, <laughs> right. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Joe Biden and and John Tester are out there bragging about the stock market doing well, and it's just it's just mind boggling to hear him do it because the only reason the stock market is really high right now is because of inflation. Equities, equities in are one of the best inflation hedges. Owning owning assets like stocks and real estate is one of the best ways to hedge against inflation. Because guess guess what the companies the companies in the S and P five hundred they're they're suffering from inflation with their costs. But guess what they can just increase their prices of their products, and so they can deal with inflation by just increasing the prices of whatever they're selling. And so then when they do that, their stock goes up. So John Tester and Joe Biden bragging about, oh, wow, the stock market's doing so great. That's because of we've had out-of-control inflation. That's not something to be proud of right now. Yeah, and and our pocketbooks are being eaten up alive right now. I wonder how many people are, unfortunately, because you, you, you're you never encouraged to do this, which is remove money from your 401k. How many people are doing that and then not benefiting from anything going on in the stock market because they right. just need the cash on hand right now? Right. Because, because we are losing $11,000 of our wages every single year because of Joe Biden and John Tester's inflation right now. The other thing... This one, this one sounds like a stretch. Like sounds like a stretch, right? But Stephen Moore, with the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, actually pulled the numbers and put some interesting insight together. And and because there were people claiming this, but he said the numbers actually back it up. That that another reason the stock market has been performing better of late is because of the increased optimism of a return of a Republican president, and so. And he that sounds like a stretch, but Stephen Moore ha- had the numbers to kind of back it up. So uh, anyway, just throwing that well, one. Well, the there. market's always the market's always so f- looking so far ahead, and so what the market's doing today is based on what what investors predict is going to happen way off in the future. That's and right. That, that's true whether it comes to the 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 Federal Reserve and what they what people think the Federal Reserve is going to do in three months, and six months, and nine months, whatever it might be, but also all, all sorts of things like that. And so I've I, Definitely think that investors are starting to take take that stuff into account already. Yeah. Oh, hey, I see we got uh, a message from uh, Lana. 
Lana wants to call into this show. Um, I, I just got it in my email. Um, Lana, I'm going to forward that to Travis.Lee at townsquaremedia.com so he can call you. Because, yeah, our incoming uh, phone calls aren't working after yesterday's power outage, but we can we can call you. Did you ever watch Friends, David? I know you weren't, you know, you you were raised so well. That's why you're so smart because you've read so many books. But did you ever watch Friends back in the day or you even know, today, I guess? I've I seen know. I've seen an episode or two of it. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever sat down and like watched a full episode. But, you, but you know, you can't go through life in America without seeing portions of, of episodes of Friends. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's kind of what was great. About, that's what was great about shows like that is that. Okay, if, you know, somebody's watching it in the living room and you're, you know, sitting down for 10 minutes before you go do whatever, you can sit down, watch it, ha-ha, laugh for 10 minutes, and then just leave, and then come back and, you know, you, you really didn't miss a thing, you know? Well, I saw, I was, I was looking for woke updates and woke stories, and I saw something about how Friends would no longer be acceptable, that, that Friends could no longer be produced today because it's not woke enough it's yeah, just it not was, woke it was criticized by people like was it dan quayle no that was the the show in the 90s with uh what's her face um <laughs> but but yeah there were there were there were you know some social conservatives who criticized friends as being a little too woke with some of their themes which back you know, at the time back at the time yeah yeah i mean because they yeah i mean they were i mean it was new york city of it course wasn't it was like a, yeah some. it wasn't like a big big family values show yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, yeah. It's, uh, so, um, but, but anyway, uh, Chandler Bing would do this. I'll call you. It was like this ex-girlfriend, and he didn't know how to awkwardly get out of the situation, so he'd just be like, "Hey, I'll, I'll call you." Of course, he'd never call her, but but we actually will call you. Travis will call nice. you so that you can be on on the show here this morning. Uh, let's see, Lana in Lana in Billings. Hey, hey, we called you, and now we got you. Thanks for calling in. Well, thank you. I just wanted to um, discuss this situation with Alex. It was the executive board that made that decision. But the issue is that the, the DOP needs unity as a state, and we don't need somebody that's putting out propaganda one way or another. And now the new speaker is Chad Wolf. So my suggestion is maybe you could get Chad Wolf on there and he can talk about border because we need to get past Alex and on to unity for our party. So, well, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, Chad Wolf's great. I actually emceed the uh, Lincoln-Reagan-Trump dinner in Kalispell where he spoke there, and he's awesome. Yeah, he was uh, acting Homeland Security Secretary under President Trump, so he'll be the GOP winner kickoff speaker uh, this weekend in Helena. Um, but but let me let me also ask you, though, so so Steve Bannon, I, I've been a fan of Steve Bannon's for years. I've talked with him when he was anchoring the Breitbart News talk show, right? Um, and... And so Steve Bannon has War Room, which is a popular podcast. Uh, and so, but Steve, Ban Steve Bannon has been openly very critical of Montana Senator Steve Daines, even though Steve Daines is, is literally the guy that is, that is getting his fellow Republican senators to endorse Donald J. Trump. The Lewis and Clark County GOP is having, uh, is having Steve Bannon be their keynote speaker. So if it's about party unity and you can't have a Trump ally that's been critical of Rosendale come in, well, why would you have a guy who's been openly critical of, of Steve Daines as a speaker at another GOP event? Your, your thoughts? Okay, first of all, when the, the Republican Senate Committee came out and called Matt a Democrat pawn last fall, that was way over the top, totally unacceptable. And as far as Steve Bannon coming in and speaking at Cascade County, that's their own central committee. 
that's not the state BOP trying to unify sure, people. But same concept, yeah. To unify. We need the state to unify people. And as far as Alex goes, you know that post that he put on Facebook, which I don't know how many, or I don't, it wasn't on Facebook, it was on social media. How many of your listeners seen that or see it, seen it? But I'm literally compared Matt to um, Nikki Haley calling, saying they're both funded by the Democrats, which is an outright lie. Well, the so Democrats are funding are- ads uh, boosting Rosendale, I mean, that's been documented. Um, but I get I get your concern is like, uh, you know, is, is that it, some people assume that, well, he's saying that 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 Matt Rosendale is actually a Democrat. I don't think that Brucewicz was actually saying that that Matt Rosendale is a Democrat or is deliberately trying to help the Democrats. I think what he was saying is that the Democrats are propping him up, that they are using him uh, th- throughout this. But I, th- I think that's what Brucewicz was saying. Well, I don't know. But when it came out of that committee, you know, before Christmas, that Matt was a Democrat pawn. You know, the same thing that happened to Carrie Lake. I don't think our state needs selections. We need fair and honest elections. And I think that's the responsibility of the state GOP. So if they feel at their winter kickoff that their speaker is not neutral and has come out against one of the congressmen that the vast people of Montana support and believe he's a true statesman, that we all need to get behind that. And sometimes... What well, but but again, but but even before, and actually, we'll keep Travis. We I, we'll just keep talking here because I think even our app listeners are are still hearing us even during these breaks. So we'll just keep we'll just keep talking here and take advantage of this extra time that we've got here. So, I, I, and Lana, great to hear from you. Thank you so much for the phone call. I want to get David Noble's take on this as well. So, because because uh, David, look, I totally get where where she's coming from here. The challenge is is. At this point, who is still neutral? I got, yeah, I don't think you can get anybody to speak at the Montana GOP convention that is totally neutral at this point. But I understand the concerns. But but I also, I mean, like I've been watching this stuff, you know, play out for the last two years. You know, um, Congressman Rosendale and Steve Bannon were taking shots at Steve Daines and the NRSC long before they fired back, and and then and, and then a guy at the NRSC took a shot at at at, at Rosendale. So. So, so, so I, I get where people are concerned, you know, that, that basically saying, well, look, we, we don't need these conservatives attacking Matt Rosendale. Okay. But then it's, but then if we're going to follow that path, then, then, then we also shouldn't have other conservatives attacking Steve Daines. Uh, either way, I think we're in for quite the, uh, quite the primary season potentially here, huh? To me, it doesn't bother me. I don't know why. Am I the only? Am I the only person where it just doesn't bug me? Yeah, I like Danes. I like Rosen. Bring the heat. Let's have the. Let's have, have the fight. a fight. And it's like it doesn't bug me. It, the the primary with Donald Trump didn't bug me either. And it's like and and Donald Trump actually, it's incredible if you go back and watch Donald Trump's speech on election night in Iowa. His after his blowout win on the Iowa caucus, he was. He was so unifying, and it was so wonderful, and, and he accepted everybody back in. And then he said, I think it was a couple of days later, he says he's he's retiring to Sanctimonious. He's no longer using yeah. the Sanctimonious. Like, it's okay. Like, none of this Donald stuff bugs Trump, me. Donald Trump is more than willing to bring the fight to other yeah. Republicans. But, here, but, here, but here's one, one other comment, though, real quick. So, it, historically, in, over the last four years, I guess maybe a couple election cycles, the Democrats have spent money 
in GOP primaries to try to help out people that they think are easier to beat. Or, to, historically, prop up, or to prop up libertarians, yeah. yeah. Or and, and historically, it's been to support people like uh, Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania, Carrie Lake in, in Arizona, Blake Masters in Arizona, the real Trump, the, the Trump candidates. And the Democrats have been very, very successful in supporting and propping up the Trump candidates in, in these primaries, and then these Trump, the the and particularly the, I, I think I think you could make the argument how how well, and I think as long as the wheels don't come off the Montana GOP uh, in the next few months, I think there there is a a way that actually a competitive Senate primary could be a lot of fun, could get a lot of attention, and uh, and and frankly. Think about it. You could have a narrative one way or the other because because if if a Navy SEAL who uh, comes out of nowhere, basically, who's uh, not a political hack, who you know is a business guy, Navy SEAL veteran, if he can defeat a sitting congressman, look at that narrative going up against defeating a sitting senator. And, and likewise, Rosendale could say, well, I fought back against the GOP establishment. Right. So there, there's a narrative. But if you don't have the money to carry that narrative, it makes it a little tough post June to do that. But but look at look at when John Tester got elected. That was a vi- John Tester. Uh, he he was not the 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 person they thought was going to win that Democrat primary back in 2006. John Morrison, the sitting was he state auditor at the time. They thought John Morrison was going to win, right? And John Tester at the last minute basically slit his throat. And and then John Tester then uh, used that and still still after a hard fought Democrat primary knocked off a sitting Republican senator. So there is still a path, although I would say if you can't raise the money, if you aren't raising the money, I I think assuming that the money is naturally going to flow in after uh, our June primary, you can't I don't think you can make that assumption, unfortunately. Right. That, that, that's fair. I mean, when, when it comes to the GOP and the Montana GOP, it's like it, there's always such a dis- – I don't, I don't know if people really understand, and frankly, I've never really fully wrapped my, my head around this, but the actual GOP in terms of the actual central committee, the, the precinct captains that make up the central committees and then the, the committee, the, the county central committee uh, state committee men and, and state committee women that make up the, the state GOP and blah, blah, blah. All of that stuff is really sort of just disconnected from the reality of Montana Republican politics in terms of who's winning these elections and who's in control and kind of it's almost like there's two different worlds out there. One one world is like internal internal GOP inside you know, insider baseball, and then the yeah. other one is like actually people that are actually running for office and winning office. You know, so it's like. When it comes to the actual GOP, I don't know if they've got rules in place that require them to, like, not take positions in primaries. I think they might. Um, but uh, on the other hand, it's like, well, look, if if you're a, if you're a politician and, and you've got a whole bunch of support within the central committees and within the state committee man and state committee woman positions, it's like, you know, and, and, and they're going to use the, the, the GOP to push that. That may be against the GOP rules. I'm not actually sure. Well, and, Cal, and, and David, you know this be- better than anybody. For these party central committees out there, Democrat or Republican, I mean, the, the Democrat insiders can get in their own little bubbles and then they start pushing defund the police and, and <laughs> all this crazy stuff. And meanwhile, your typical Democrat voters out there are like, you guys are nuts. What are you doing? And, and, you, and, and the same thing can happen within the Republican Party where central committees and party uh, insiders can get in their own little bubbles and 
And so these central committees are always faced with, okay, do we use our perch on a central committee to push our own agenda, to try to steer the party in the direction we want to steer the party in? And to a certain extent, that's great because you want to hold, uh, you know, these elected officials accountable. But on the other hand, you're also like, aren't we here to get Republicans elected and to defeat Democrats? And don't we want to grow the party? Are we trying to use our position to push our own agenda, to push our own little buddy over here versus our own versus their buddy over there? Or are we using this position to grow the party and grow the conservative movement so we can win these major races and finally get rid of people like John Tester? Yeah, I mean, just to counterpoint that, though. A lot of a lot of reason to get involved in in Republican Party politics is so that you can push the Republican Party to to be more reflective of of your personal beliefs. I mean, and that's what makes up the party is when everybody comes together and we all put forth our ideas and principles. And yeah, we've got a party and blah 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 blah. But you know, you know, people people should be a Republican not because they agree one hundred percent with everything every Republican has ever done. No, no, that's not the reason to be a Republican. The reason to be a Republican is because well, we live in a two party system. And we have two parties in this country. And if you want to be effective at pushing conservative policies, you got to work within the the existing system. Unless you unless you have an actual plan to basically overthrow the two party system and, and have some third party or something crazy like that, which has never worked. That's right. Well, normally we well, I'll tell you what we're gonna we're gonna run to a break. Travis is gonna run some audio for us, uh, so I can go refill coffee, get ready for our next two hours of the show. David Noble, great to see you as always. The one other thing I would add to the, that great point you just made there is. Is the reason to be a Republican right now. The other side are complete lunatics. <laughs> They're complete lunatics right now. True, true. <laughs> Just to some things. Sports Foundation. Mark, man, I'll tell you what, I'm so excited for our shot show coverage uh, coming up. You know, we're excited to get the show going. It's uh, it's something that we start working on literally as the show closes the year before. You know, so right as 2023 ended, we were already, you know, neck deep into the planning for the 2024 show. So, uh, you know, less than just a few days away, and, and we're excited to get it going. The worst part about the SHOT Show is there's no way to see it all. There's no way to go.